Ladies, gentlemen, this is the Greatest Asset Community Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about how wealth is built through home ownership. So home ownership is the number one way that many Americans build wealth throughout the course of their lives. The Federal Reserve released a study showing that the median net worth of homeowners is 40 times higher than the median net worth of renters. And here's another statistic for you. The typical American has more than 70% of their net worth in equity in their primary residence. So if anything, there is a lot of wealth that is being built and generated because of real estate, which should paint the picture to you of the importance for you to get into real estate early and to stay in real estate for the long term, whether that's you just owning your primary residence that you live in, or whether it's you going on to purchase investment properties that you rent out and build more wealth that way, real estate should definitely be a part of your goals and your plans for building wealth. So with that, I wanna get into how wealth is built in real estate. And so to start off, there are two main ways that wealth is built in real estate. The first way is through amortization. Amortization is you paying down your mortgage every single month. And so with that mortgage payment that you make, two of the parts of that mortgage are principal and interest. There are also taxes and insurance and possibly homeowners association fees included, but we'll just focus on the principal and interest right now. So with the principal and interest, the principal amount that you pay out of your mortgage is the amount that pays down the principal balance of what you owe on the loan. So if you borrowed $400,000 to buy a home, and let's say out of your mortgage payment, $200 goes toward paying down the principal balance every month. Now, $200 is not knocking a huge dent in $400,000, but over time and over years, you're paying thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in paying down the principal balance of the loan. So if in the future you sold that same home for $400,000, all of that money that you would have paid down the 200 every month that becomes more over time because as you pay down that mortgage, a bigger portion of your monthly mortgage payment goes toward principal. So every year, a a little bit bigger piece of that mortgage payment goes toward principal. So over the years, if you were to sell that same home for $400,000, now you have what you have, what we call equity in your home because you've been paying down that principal balance. Let's say now you only owe $360,000 on your home. That's $40,000 that you would have to potentially receive some of when you sell that home. Now, some of it is gonna go toward paying fees for real estate agents and just the cost of selling your home. Maybe you have to uh, make some repairs to your home or anything like that. But in general, there would be some money that you would get back from selling that home. Now, that brings me to the second part of how you can build wealth in real estate. The second part of it is called appreciation. So we have amortization, which is you paying your monthly mortgage payments, which pay down the principal balance of the loan, and we have appreciation. Appreciation is the gradual increase of the value of your home over time. We we are at the tail end of a pandemic and 
everyone saw what happened with home prices from 2018, 2019, skyrocketing off through 2020 and 2021 to where people who may have purchased their home for $250,000 in 2018 or 2019 had a house that was now worth four hundred thousand dollars in 2021 at the beginning of 2022 so that increase in the value of your home is called appreciation and that's another way that many people build wealth now it doesn't always happen as quickly as what we saw during a pandemic where in a matter of a year or two people automatically gained 50, 100, $150,000 worth of equity in their home. It typically doesn't happen that quickly. It typically happens more gradually over time at a rate of about 2%, sometimes 3% with the increase in your home value. So if you had a home that is worth whatever the price it is that it's worth, generally it increases in value at a rate of 2 to 3% a year. So in any case, whether it's the super fast pandemic increase in home values that we recently just saw, or whether it's the traditional two to three percent, the the story is that your home is increasing in value over time. And the longer that you own that home, the more that home has increased in value, meaning the greater your wealth has increased in value. So if you purchased that home back in 2007 for $100,000, and then we went into a 2008 recession, maybe that home went down to being $60,000. But now sitting in 2023, that home is worth 300 and something thousand dollars. Again, it over time, that home becomes more and more valuable. And 2008 obviously being an outlier with the Great Recession and home prices just taking a nosedive. But usually during recessions, home prices tend to hold steady. Like I said, with the exception of 2008, you look at what real estate values were during the dot-com uh, bubble or the dot-com boom in the early 2000s real estate values tend to hold pretty steady if not slightly increased throughout recessions real estate is a very solid investment and it's where a lot of people tend to put their money whether it's just to live in or to invest in to build wealth off of because it's a stable investment so these are some of the things that you want to be thinking of and considering when you're looking at building wealth through real estate. So we'll get into a couple of things uh, really quickly that I did want to mention when it comes to home ownership. One of the things is that there are costs associated with owning a home. You have maintenance that you have, you have uh, updates that have to be made to the home. Uh, and this is just to keep help the home maintain and increase in value. Uh, at a steady rate. For example, if you have a home, but you don't ever change anything that is going to wear out eventually because nothing lasts forever, then your home's not going to hold its value as if you had a home where all of the systems were operating as they should be, meaning the HVAC systems operating as it should be, the water heaters operating as it should be, the furnaces operating as it should be, 
your roof is operating operating uh, without any leaks or anything like that. So these are things that over time you're going to have to replace and you should make budgets for because you do want to make sure you have the money when it's time to replace that roof to drop $10,000, $12,000 on a new roof. You want to make sure that you have the money to replace that HVAC system when it eventually goes out and it will go out. Uh, or even to make the repairs just to try and extend the life of that HVAC system. So these are things that you really do want to make sure that you are budgeting for. But also you want to make sure you have those plans in your consideration as well. Now I will say that despite all of the repairs and maintenance which are cost to owning a home, overall you still come out better as a homeowner rather than just renting because the cost of owning a home does not supersede the cost or the expenses of renting. Again, because when you make that monthly mortgage payment, a portion of that money is going back to you. Some people like to say it's a forced savings account. When you make your rental payment, you don't get to see any of that money again. That money goes completely to the landlord 100%. However, when you purchase a home, a portion of that mortgage payment is going into equity in a home that you own. So if you decide to sell that home later, you can get some of that money back. Or you don't even have to sell the home to get the money. You can do a cash out refinance to tap into that equity. You can do a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan to tap into some of that equity that you have in your home. So there are many different ways that you can tap into that equity that you're building just by making your mortgage payments, which is wealth that you're not building when you don't own a home. So again, the cost that you might have where it's like, oh, now I got to replace the roof. Oh, now I have a leak with the plumbing and everything. Those are costs that are worth paying for the maintenance and the repairs and everything. Because overall, every year your home is getting more and more valuable, which is putting more and more wealth in your pocket. Every year you're paying the principal balance that you owe on that mortgage down a little bit more and a little bit more, which is putting even more wealth. So those are two ways that are simultaneously working to build wealth for you when you own a home. The home becomes more valuable and you owe less by just making on-time mortgage payments. I want to take just a moment to talk about real estate and market trends. So I touched on it briefly when I was discussing the 2008 recession where we did see home prices take a huge dive. Keeping in mind that recession was caused by the mortgage industry with a lot of bad loans that, was, that were written to people who should have never had home, home, home loans in the first place. And then there was this huge wave of foreclosures that hit the market. And I won't get into many of the details, but a lot of mortgages get packaged into what we call mortgage-backed securities. Investors invest in those mortgages, which puts money back into Fannie Mae to continue to buy more mortgages from the banks and independent mortgage lenders. And it's a whole cycle that continues to operate. So I won't get too much into the details of it. However, there are only so many foreclosures that the market could have maintained and still function properly. And 2008 saw a lot more foreclosures than what the market was built to sustain. And that's part of what caused it. But outside of that 2008, 
home prices tend to remain steady. So talking a little bit about market trends, let's look at where we are right now in 2023. We have interest rates that are that have been increasing since the beginning of 2022. We have home prices that have kind of leveled off a little bit, I will say, because we saw they were increasing prior to the pandemic, but we saw a huge run up throughout the pandemic. And then we saw them kindly kind of taper off to leveling out, maybe take a little bit of a dip, not a huge dip, but I mean, when you have homes that increase 20% or 30% or some even 50% of their value in a matter of a few years, it's only natural for some of that to be given back to the market, i.e. your home go goes from being worth $250, $250,000 to being worth $400,000 in a matter of two years, three years. Yeah, it's only right that you might see a little bit of a dip in the price to where now your home is only worth $370 or $360. However, just two, three years ago, your home was worth $250. So still going from $250, what is now $360 or $370 is still a huge jump compared to your home just going up 2%, 3% every single year so don't take what you might be seeing in the market now as being oh home prices are coming back down no there's going to be a little bit of give back but you saw such a huge run up that even if they were to give back half those gains they would still be up they being homeowners would still be sitting in a really good position because their homes would still be worth way more than what they paid for them so with the trends that i'm discussing right now in the market there were a lot of people that were waiting for the housing market to crash. They felt that the housing market was on a bubble. I do not believe that the housing market is on a bubble. The home prices that we're seeing now are the new norm. We're not going back to the pre-pandemic pricing of houses. So what we have is an inventory shortage, which is we don't have enough homes to support the number of new families that need homes, the number of people that are needing to buy homes or need places to live in. So we have a shortage of housing. And then we also have a shortage of affordable housing. There are not a lot of homes out there to meet the demands of the income range for what a lot of Americans are making. So we need more affordable housing and we need more housing in general. And we need both of those simultaneously. So that's what we're seeing in the market right now. When you have a shortage of homes and you have a lot more demand for homes than what you have homes available, you're not going to see a drop in housing prices. You need to have an event or something that's going to trigger that drop in the housing prices. But this is not the circumstance or the environment in which would trigger a huge drop in those housing prices. So again, with the trends that we're seeing right now in the market, Home prices are what they are, and we can bank on those being where they are and continuing to slightly increase over the years at a much slower pace than what we saw throughout the pandemic, but still remaining steady to having slow increases in the home prices. Interest rates, I'm not going to get too much into in this episode. For one, interest rates don't affect the value of a home. They do affect how many buyers are potentially in the market at any given time wanting to purchase homes but 
an 8% interest rate does not make your home less valuable or more valuable. And since we're talking about building wealth through home ownership, I won't get too much into interest rates in this podcast episode. However, sticking with home prices, investing in real estate, if you look at any time throughout history, it's just been a good investment to buy and hold real estate. Obviously, if you're a fix and flipper, you have to pick your markets a little bit more carefully in terms of what your entry price is, what you can get a home for, and what your exit strategy is of when you're how you're going to either cash flow that property and eventually sell it, or if you're going to try and sell it immediately, or whatever the plans are for that. If you're a fix and flipper investor, then you need to be a little bit more strategic in your stra- in how you purchase and sell homes. However, if you are someone who is looking to buy real estate and hold it for the long term as an investment, maybe whether it's a long term rental or even a short term rental that you're just going to hold for the long term, real estate is a good investment. And you can see that throughout history. Again, I, we've discussed the two ways through amortization and appreciation that are working simultaneously to build you wealth. But if you get an investment property, then you can add a third level to that, which is the money that you are receiving in rental payments from your tenants. Because that, as that mortgage payment gets paid down and rent goes up, which over time rent typically goes up as well, you tend to cash flow more and more and more as the years go on. And so that is something else that you can add to your coffers, if you will, as a means to build wealth through home ownership, particularly with purchasing and owning an investment property, is that when you have those tenants who are paying your mortgage, your mortgage is staying the same. There might be slight fluctuations as property taxes or your insurance might change. However, your principal and interest payments aren't changing. Those are set for the 30 years that you got that mortgage under. But the amount that you're charging for rent, that might be going up over time. So let's say that your mortgage is $2,000 a month and you charge $2,000 a month for rent. It's breaking even at that point, but let's say that Five years from now, you're not charging $2,000 for rent. Maybe you're charging $2,400 for rent at that point. Now that's $400 of overhead that you have. Maybe you save that money for those repairs that you know are going to happen. But at some point, you have enough in savings to where you can start pocketing the rest of that money that comes in. So as you can see, owning and building wealth through investment properties is a long-term game. It's not a short-term get rich quick type of scheme that's more of the fix and flip model which still takes a couple of months with the renovations and everything that you have to do but that's more of the fix and flip model when you buy and hold for the long term which in my opinion is the best way to build wealth is to build it slowly over the long term it's not going to happen quickly but if you have patience it is going to be the best way that you can build build wealth through home ownership so Short episode, but I wanted to really impress upon uh, all the listeners out there the different ways that wealth is built through home ownership. 
and the benefits that it can have to you to be a homeowner early. The earlier that you get into home ownership, the better that it is for you because you have a sooner start on being able to build much more wealth. Think about if you had purchased a home in 2000 rather than in 2015, how much less you would have paid for that home. Or if you had purchased that home five or seven years ago, let's say that we're sitting in 2023 now and you purchased a home eight years ago in 2015, how much less would you have paid for that home in 2015 than what you're going to pay for it today? How much less would you have paid in 2019 than what you would pay for it today? But even let's take the pandemic out of it. If you purchased a home in 2011, 2014, which is actually when I purchased my first home in 2014, how much less were the homes in 2014 than what they were in 2018 or 2019 before we were even in a pandemic? So the sooner that you can get started in owning a home and the longer that you can be a homeowner, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of wealth being generated through home ownership just by you simply making mortgage payments and maintaining and upkeeping your home. So that's all I have for you. Hopefully you found some benefit to it and really saw what potential you have to just grow in wealth through home ownership. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at GA Loan Officer. Again, at GA Loan Officer on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm Frederick Middlebrooks on LinkedIn. And yeah, just feel free to follow me. I like to put out some great content to try and help people learn more about financing, learn more about creative ways that they can get mortgages and purchase a home, which a lot of people need that these days, especially with home prices and interest rates being what they are. So I try to just help put out as much good information as I can that will hopefully benefit people and help create some generational wealth for them and their families as well. So that's all I have for you. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Be blessed.